Welcome to the Winner's Circle Podcast, man. It's your boy, Demo. It's your boy, Greg. And we got a lot to talk about, man. A lot of headlines, man. We got some recent ones that just came out today. We got OBJ, no Ooh. longer a Cleveland Brown. Crazy. Man, man. Yeah, I ain't gonna say it's crazy that, I ain't gonna say it's crazy that he's not on the team. I'm gonna say it's crazy how it went down. Well, yeah, but like, it was, it's, it's, I think it was, we saw it coming. It was coming yeah. to that point. That's why I was um thinking earlier. I was like, you kind of could see it coming when in his second year there, halfway through his second year, remember OBJ got hurt. Mm. Then um that's when Baker had started playing like at another level. Like he t- his play went up. And everybody was like, maybe he's better without Odell. Exactly where it went to. So, you know, so, yeah. I was, like, I was thinking, like, maybe he's more comfortable playing with it without having that star receiver. Maybe a player that doesn't need a star. He maybe wants, like, a a, a, a group of receivers who are going to play together, you know what I'm saying, have different strengths. Yeah. But that still doesn't – I don't think that gives him an excuse because the way he's been missing Odell, though, yeah. it's still like – it's like, come on now. Even if you are, y'all are having, like, chemistry problems, you still got to be able to find the boy. True. You definitely do. That's that's <laughs> without question. I said Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens are having problems. He still was getting into T.O. Now I'm not gonna say Odell is T.O., but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You gonna you gonna you wanna win the games? You gonna still find a way to get to your start? You gonna get the ball there? You at least gotta find, find your playmakers. Yeah. Yeah. At least also, sometimes. At least. Um. What does that mean as far as like you know? They was it was questions about like is Odell. You know, he, he hitting 30. He, he pushing 30. So, it's about, is he out of his prompt? And me, personally, I feel like he's not. I feel like that that offense wasn't created for him to go for, to be a 1,200-yard um, receiver, 14 touchdowns. I don't feel like, because it was too much talent. You know, with the way they run the ball and then the plays on the, um, as far as Jarvis Landry and Rashad Higgins and um, Anjoku, it would have been kind of tough with the way that they play. Because mm-hmm. to me, I think Baker is a – there's no – with that team, there's no reason for Baker to throw the ball 30 times. Absolutely. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, the team is not built to for Baker to be – yeah. Be a game manager. Let the, run, let the run game do what it do. If y'all see something open through play action or through maybe y'all get like, – you see a busted coverage or something. Or a good, or a good route. You then you take the big play, but you're not gonna play no hero ball with Baker. Exactly. He's a um because Steve Smith had called him average. Now, in Baker's defense, I'm gonna say he's a little bit above average because I look at somebody like Ryan Tannehill as average, and I yeah. think Ryan Tannehill is a game manager, but. The reason I give Baker the edge, say a little bit more above average, because to me, Baker is a game manager, but he could also win you a game. True. Now, well, the, the well, thing with you, Tannehill. You don't think Tannehill can win you a game? Yeah, and that's why I'm going to say, what well, um, he's about to show it. He's about to have to show it with Adrian Peterson as his running back, Derrick Henry, y'all. He's going to have to show that he can win games. Yeah. That's true. Now, now if he shows that he, win, he can win games, then, okay, he's above average. 
So you so you still think Baker is above average to are yeah. you what are you okay? I feel so like it's, it's parts of it's parts of his game that is average as far as like scrambling ability is kind of average. Pocket yeah. presence is kind of average, but I think as far as managing the game, he's above he's above average managing the game. He's not that far from a a, a pocket passer. He can't be a pocket passer. Yeah, he can. He can. He's he's so, shown think, he's he's shown that he can play, and especially in past happy offense like you know yeah. Oklahoma, that was an offense a happy team. Exactly, he was putting up with amazing numbers. Remember the shootout we had with Patrick Mahomes? They put up a thousand combined passing yards over probably. Exactly, I believe it was over a thousand passing yards combined. So I feel like he could be a. Uh, he's a little bit over average. He's a little bit over average. I don't think he's average. He said that Baker was the reason that Odell was leaving, and I feel like that's not fair to put that on Baker. It's just the offense isn't. Fit for it isn't made for Odell to be the star. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like that team is already a like, especially where they, where they're situated at the area they're in. They're they're not looking to be to be past happy, so they're not really they weren't really honestly looking for a star receiver. It just so happened that Odell probably fell into their laps exactly because he wasn't he didn't like the situation he was in in New York exactly. And necessarily, you bring with a player like Odell, it's not. What I look at also is not as many catches as he gets, but it's the attention that he draws. Yeah, that's how yeah, that's, that's how that's players like that's how players like Rashad Higgins get open because they man to man. You know what I'm saying? They one on one because you have to respect the fact that Odell is over there, and you have to respect the fact that Jarvis is over there. So that leads a lot of one on ones. Odell created a lot of one on ones for Jarvis, for Rashad, for Njoku. All of that. He so, affects the game, yeah. It's like that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. How star receivers do affect the game in that way. Like you know, they may not have to get get the ball all the time, but just them being out there on that field, like Julio, having Julio on that field is going to bring the. He, he's going to attract the double team. He's going to attract the defenders. Like okay, we got watch our offense. So a player like Kevin really is going to maybe have a lot of more touchdowns than, than uh, Julio Jones' rookie season because yeah. No, he's getting the one on ones. He's he's exactly. he's like he's not the main person, the main priority of the defense. Yeah. So when you add a player like Odell to a team, and that's kind of what I'm interested in too. Like where like, you think where do you think he, you see him fitting at the best, or what do you see him kind of eyeing his next destination? Because um, I know they had the Cowboys. They said they had the you know they gonna say the Cowboys, especially with y'all. With the Cowboys, I wouldn't be mad about it. Why? Because, yes, we do have Gallup, CD, Amari, right? But Gallup is in his contract yet. Mm-hmm. So, if you can bring in a player, because I'm pretty sure Odell wants to go to a contender. So, I'm pretty sure that it's like the Chiefs, the Packers, the Rams. Mm-hmm. And if the Cowboys was called, I'm pretty sure he would listen. Because... I mean, who wouldn't want Odell? You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's a, if if you have a chance to get Odell, why not? I totally agree. If you just right. have a that possibility, I think the Chiefs, like, the Chiefs need to be the first ones to pick their phone up and call Odell. That was that's interesting. You said that like that's a, that'd be an interesting destination if he was to play for the Chiefs next. If, that if they don't, offense. if they don't, Green Bay definitely need to pick up their phone. Man. That, Man, Odell, but to shake up the NFL, man. Because we've never seen 
Odell with an elite passer. That's true. That's Imagine that. him with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams on the other side. Who are you going to double? You can't double everybody. So. Robert Tanyan. And then, <laughs> then Randall Cobb is still in the slot. You can't. Yeah. I ain't going Randall Cobb been dangerous for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, obviously he old, he's older, but you can't one-on-one Randall Cobb. You can't. Not with that man back there. No. Yeah, you can't one-on-one Randall Cobb. Because they chemistry your own point. Aaron Jones in the backfield? <laughs> he he liable to go for four. They only, but they only downfall. The reason I wouldn't want him to side with the Packers is just their defense is so terrible. They guess what they trying to do. They trying to compensate for it. Yeah. I kind of what the Chiefs do, <laughs> just try to outscore everybody. Yeah. So I mean, I, I definitely understand that, but I don't know. I, I think he should. The Cowboys, I wouldn't be mad, but if he if he was to sign with the Cowboys, Michael Gallup should have been traded at the deadline. Yeah, only reason I think they couldn't trade him because well, he's not hurt anymore. I think he's been playing. Not well. He didn't play last game. You're right. He hasn't been hurt. All right. I don't know yeah. how that works. I think they had to put him on ER. Yeah. Plus, you didn't know that Odell was gonna get bought out. So I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't think he's washed up because I mean he showed like if you go play me one on one, I can get open. Still at the elite level. Yeah, because I've seen that. I've seen that in the games we saw like the plays. He's still getting open. Yeah. Right. Saying, you, you, he's not washed. That's why I said when they were saying he was washed, it's like he's not washed because he can get open. It's about getting finding somebody that can get him the ball. Mm-hmm. That'd be the biggest thing if they can just get the ball. He finds somebody that can give him the ball. Oh, yeah. He's he's a problem child. He's a problem child. But um, I, I think he got a couple more thousand yard seasons in him depending on where he goes. Like, it'll be I'll probably say maybe one or two. Yeah, it, two. It, it'll definitely be interesting to see. I'm interested. I'm I'm trying. I'm wondering who gonna pick him up. Who gonna call his phone first? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've been calling his phone. Honestly, well, yeah, no, nah, no tampering. But I ain't gonna lie. I'm pretty sure once they the second that 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 hit the news that he was yeah. releasing the seventeen, his phone. They were already hitting. His, yeah, they were hitting him up big time, bro. Because who who wouldn't want to add Odell to a playoff team? Imagine if. Say someone, I don't know if the Rams can do it, but imagine if the Rams brought in Odell. Another team, Las Vegas Raiders. With Henry Rugg situation. Yeah, that is a team that's probably looking for a receiver. Yeah, mm-hmm. you probably hit the head right on the noggin right there. Yeah. Yeah. With the Henry Rugg situation, he could definitely land in Las Vegas. They're not a bad team. They're first in their division right now. Yeah. Despite the drama that they had even earlier in the season. Yeah, with John Green. That's just their reason, too, when you think about it. It's yeah. kind of reason. They got an interim head coach, but they still winning games. So, they, I mean, they got a quarterback. I don't – I think I think Odell would be the thing that put Derek Carr over the top. I'm talking about MVP status. Yeah. That would that would, that'd be a nice little combo. Carter, Carr can get it there. Yeah. Wrong. He, he do like to go to his tight ends a lot, but he, he can do. get it there. And I think that'll open up the playbook a lot for them too, because you have a like I said, you have an elite route runner, and he got some speed on him. 
So yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. This 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 move he makes is gonna change a lot in the NFL. I believe. I think it's gonna make a big. It's gonna make a difference. Depending on what he do. Now, if he do something that kind of like underwhelming, well, something like go to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Oh, they go to the Ravens. They need a receiver. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Lamar ain't been passing the ball. Yeah. Mark Andrews, you can't stop their running game. Hey, you you never know, man. Baltimore might might be the team, and, and that'll be that'll. He might want to go to he might want to go to Cincinnati. Play with the LSU boys. I don't yeah. know if he want to stay in Ohio though. That's the only thing. I don't know if he want to stay in Ohio. I'm saying if he goes to Baltimore, that's gonna take the top off the defense because, like we was just saying, you got to double. You have to double. And then he get to play the Cleveland. And then you don't know he might want to play the Browns twice a year. Yeah, just to prove a point. Just to prove a point. So, you don't know, I mean, there's a lot of teams that could go get him. There's a lot of teams that could go get him. And why they wouldn't go get him, I don't know. It, it, it wouldn't make sense. Like, the Raiders, for instance, it, it makes no sense as to why y'all wouldn't go get him. You have no number one. You have no number one receiver. At all. So, I mean... There's definitely some teams that can make a push for him, but I'm I'm interested to see how it, how it's gonna play out. I'm not gonna lie. I'm interested, very interested. Man, what's who? Damn, that shit. Hey, it's so much happening recently. Von Miller on the Rams and shit. If Odell was to make another big splash, man. Hey, it's playoffs. This playoffs about to be probably the most electrifying playoffs we had in a minute. I tell you what, if Odell was to sign with the Rams, because I did forget about Von Miller. That's a Super Bowl team. That team got it. That's Super, that's Super Bowl or bust. Yes, they would have to. They would have to win. If they don't win, is I don't understand why you didn't win because your defense is crucial. Yeah, crucial. And your offense without Odell, I mean Cooper Cup is definitely right now. Right now, this season is definitely the best receiver in the league this season. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford is hot. Man, prove me wrong. He, hey, me too. <laughs> prove me wrong. He definitely proved me wrong. But, I was not expecting this. Well, I mean, a lot. I expect him to put up good, like good numbers, but I expect him to be like gaudy numbers. I'm not gonna. I ain't cause I ain't expecting to be gaudy. That's me. That's me disrespecting. I disrespect I'm Matthew Stafford. I'm gonna say we were kind of misled though, because well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna speak for myself. I was misled in a sense because. Watching the Rams over the last few years, you can see that they took shots down the field. They they definitely took shots down the field, but it wasn't as many as they taken now. But then that's the I think, and that's where it goes to Matthew Stafford, where exactly. he has the arm exactly. So it's like we kind of like ain't gonna. I knew he had the arm talent, but I'm just I I ain't gonna lie. I probably underestimated. I'll probably say I very I very underestimated his like his his power, like his how his skill would. Would improve that team overall, the Rams team. Correct. I I did, and that is disrespectful because the man is he get he he put Detroit he made Detroit better than they really was. To be fair, <laughs> it, I imagine stuff had been a lot of more on sixteen seasons. Oh, and sixteen, they took the logo off their field. <laughs> they did, yeah. They took the logo off the middle of the field. <sighs> That's crazy. That would be a fifth law they made them. You you can't win the game to they take your logo. The Browns well, is that is, is that how they do it? Because the Browns did that. The Browns had no logo. 
Uh, the Browns didn't have a logo. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look that up. Like, do they take logos? If you know, <laughs> yeah, Kyle, like, yeah. I think Detroit was just that bad. When it was like, yeah, nah, we really don't want this on the field. Yeah, we ain't Detroit. <laughs> but yeah, but that was enough about we got some about football news. What about the NBA, man? I know you said you had something you wanted to talk about. We had a lot of. We got a couple more games into the season. Still small sample size, but we still got enough to kind of see, like, oh, so which players might be making that next step, which which teams might be underwhelming, might not be performing to where we thought they would be. Um, have you seen anything that kind of caught your eye so far this season? Um, Team or players? Yeah, team or players. Team that caught my eye. Which I expected this team to be a great team. I'm not gonna lie. The Chicago Bulls. I don't think people understand how good this team. They have potentially two top five MVP candidates if they keep playing at this level. Yeah, they are. They, it's looking scary in Chicago. It is. It's. This is bringing back them uh, 2011 vibes in Chicago right now. They've been waiting on this for a minute. And this team, they finally got a roster that's actually that can play together and actually win games. They can run plays and actually play within each other and also bring out the like bring out the best in each other while playing within themselves. Put it that way. Like they still they don't have to play out their means and they don't gotta do too much. Just play with just do what you do best. One team. Yeah. One team. I mean I'm I'm sorry, not one team, but the Chicago Bulls, bro. The the fact that I think they're so dangerous, why I think they're so dangerous, is because it's a natural fit. Everybody on the floor is a natural fit. Everybody game complements the other person's game. DeMar is an attacker. Zoe can shoot. Zach can shoot. Patrick Williams can shoot. They lost Patrick. I think they lost Patrick Williams. They did. The Vucevic. He got a nice little midi. I don't, I'm not going to talk too much about the three ball, but he got a nice little midi. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to give you that, Luke. I ain't going to give you that. Yeah, I ain't going to give him the three ball, but I give him the midi, the post up and all. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody game. Everybody's a threat at all times on the floor from every spot. DeMar, he can hit threes from the corner. Sometimes from the top of the key, he's okay from the wing. But he understands that he doesn't have to settle for those because he actually has players around him that he can use to complement his abilities. Yeah. So I think that team just perfectly complements each other. And when they get Kobe White back, that's, um, that's, what, that's what people forget. They doing this without Kobe White. They got Caruso. Man, look, they do. Him and Kobe White coming off the bench together. Kobe White's in my eyes is gonna give you sixteen a game. If he's giving that team sixteen a game, yeah, they're gonna be a problem for sure. Well, he's too fast. He's too skilled. He doesn't have a weakness because he can play defense. He can shoot. He can get to the paint, and he can play make. He really doesn't have a weakness in his game. Only I say the only weakness in his game is his height. Mm. It's only his height. 
only weakness for Kobe White is his height. Mm, I think he could be. He could become a better playmaker. I I think he could improve playmaking wise. No, I'm saying as far as like, no, he definitely could. He definitely could improve playmaking wise. But I'm saying like, he's an average. He's an average playmaker. So I don't. They don't need. They don't need average. They need him to be a. They need him to be great. No, they don't. They got Zoe for that. We got you sixth overall pick, but he's sixth overall. <laughs> we need you to be great. So, which I get Caruso for? The Caruso gets Caruso. No, what did I get him for? What we get him for? So LeBron won't have him. I ain't gonna lie to you, Coach. When you repeat my question back to me, I, I, I already know what type of time you are. I said, so, would, you, would you want LeBron to have Caruso? Yeah. Why? They're not in the East. No, nah, they're gonna get to the finals and it's gonna be over. All right. Speaking of LeBron and the Lakers, they blew a 19 point lead. Do you think it's something to worry about? Do you think it's, this team is something to worry about? I mean, this team is having a lot of growing pains. I'm gonna call it that. I'm gonna call it that now because it's, it's on the beginning of the season, man. But if they keep going on this way, it might be a problem. Now, I'll. Now, before before I just get all just do them dirty, I do want to just put some context in that I know that I don't know if everybody played the early. I mean, early in the season, mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody played. I know players miss time, so mm-hmm. I'm not gonna play them games. Play. I'm not gonna hold them games against them because early in the season, but they did have some games where they had some big leads, and they lost those games. Cause they had that Memphis one as well earlier. Not Memphis, OKC. They were going to use OKC, and they were uh, what like by twenty something. Mm-hmm. And then they let OKC come back. It's like, bro, you can't get that happen. Like, they better be lucky. The the West is just very competitive right now. Yeah. Put it that way, because if they, it's kind of funny because they were in the East right now. They would be a lower seed. That's why that's the first time we could probably say that right now that the East has better records than the West. Yeah. Because, but the, I I will say the West is. The West is looking kind of kind of top heavy though, because the Warriors and Jazz both still got one loss though. So, but uh, my yeah. opinion on it is it, not. To, I, I don't think there's nothing to worry about, and I say that because last night they did blow the lead, but I mean they were up by 19 with five minutes to go in the second quarter. So it's like, oh well, that's not. I okay. Well, I get people saying they up by nineteen, but at the same time, that, that's in basketball. That's a lot of games, though. Yeah, that's not a that's not a short lead in basketball. Like, it's yeah. not you're not playing football. Like, football second quarter, you got a nineteen point lead. You should probably most likely be able to hold on to that lead. Yeah. But if you're playing basketball, it's a game of runs. Also, like nineteen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm listening. I'm saying also it's like they didn't go into the halftime with a nineteen point lead. They were just up at nineteen at one point of the game. See, I think oh. everything gets. Blown, blown up because it's the Lakers. That you know, what I'm saying, it's it's the Lakers. So you know, they expect them to win certain games. But I look at how they lost that game. Yes, I, they shouldn't have lost that game. But the shot that was the dagger to see it told me two things. OKC is going to lose a lot of games. But as the Lakers, I'm I'm not gonna say I'm okay with losing like that. But that's something you live with. Somebody comes down, Shea Gildress comes down and pulls a 45-foot jump shot early into the shot clock. It's like, okay. 
You know, <laughs> and I get people like, oh, he hit it, he hit it, but it's like that's something that you live with. That's not Dame taking that shot. That's not Steph taking that shot. That's Shea Gilders. True. It was it's like when it comes when it comes to situations like that, it's kind of tough to talk about because like at the end of the day, like it's all you, he's either gonna hit or he's not gonna hit it. Yeah. So it's like it's a, at the end of the day, I give I do get like where you coming from. It's like saying shit. Okay, he hit that shot. We gotta live with that because. We thought he was gonna miss it, but at the same time, he made the shot. So yeah. like, dang, he made the shot. Yeah. So like, uh, but it is especially in the regular season though. I'm pretty sure you can't live with a loss like that though. Like, like you saying, like it's not something that you're gonna you're gonna cry or you're gonna be thinking about all season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just happens. He had an amazing shot. We're gonna see multiple. We're gonna see crazy shots this season. I promise you. It's gonna be some games that end in some wild wild situations. But I don't think the like I. It's still early in the season. They're still technically in the playoffs. If the season was to end this early, they still be in the playoffs. Secondly, it's, LeBron James didn't play in that game. See, see like, oh, my oh, bad. I so. Yeah, LeBron, yeah, LeBron James did not play in that game. That's why. That's another reason why I'm looking at it as, uh, okay. Like, oh. Granted, that team is still supposed to beat that OKC team, but. Also, what people are not putting into context is this is not like Chicago. This ain't like Chicago. This isn't a natural fit. Everybody game doesn't complement each other. Everybody mm-hmm. is still trying to pick and choose. You know what I'm saying? Well, everybody's still trying to figure out where they fit in. Where they fit in, basically, yeah. So it's like, like I said, this is not Chicago where everybody is a natural fit, where you naturally gel together, especially with players being hurt, such as, such as the team leader being hurt, LeBron James being hurt. That doesn't help. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, I, it's not nothing to panic about. And plus, I, me personally, a regular season, that's just for seeding because we all know that the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. Do we know? I don't see. I don't see. I, saying, I don't see 18 better than them. <laughs> I don't see. It. But, I, you know, everybody knows the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. So it's like, at that point, towards the end of the season, if they're still losing games like this, if they're still blowing leads like that, then that's something to worry about. But beginning of the season where they still trying to figure out their role, where they fit in, and stuff like that, I, that's not nothing to worry about. Because the OKC team, like I said, they understand they're not going to win a lot of games. How do I know that? Because of the shot that, that Shea Gilders took. Now, people can say, oh, he's confident, which is why he took that shot. Which you can't I, – I can't I can't argue that. I can't argue that he's not confident. You, you, you can tell confident. you. Well, that's I, I, a shot from – that's a shot I, I see – from a young player that know he's the, he's the key to the franchise. He's yeah. the key to the franchise. But also from that a, player, shot that a player who understands there's nothing to lose. We lose, we lost to the Lakers. Okay, cool. We lose, it is what it is. Nobody um, – I'm going to just be real right now. Nobody in our organization is expecting us to win a lot of games right now. Uh-oh. Not saying that we take it, but they understand that we develop it. So, yes, they have a – the fans have an expectation of, okay, we, we should at least make an A seed or something like that. But that's a fan. But as an organization, you're more thinking about the future. OKC is definitely thinking about the future. You can tell by the trades that they made and stuff like that. You can tell they are a future-oriented team. That was – that's nothing to worry about. I don't think the Lakers are in 
any type of no, thing right now. No, nah, hell no. Nah, nah, yeah. Nah. I wouldn't I wouldn't push no panic button. It ain't that serious. Yeah. Anybody doing that, they need to come they tits. Like, come right, <laughs> bro. But I ain't gonna lie, when I looked at the shot that, that Shay hit, I'm like, you gotta live with that, bro. That, that like yeah. I said, that's Shay Gildress taking that shot. Say, so, hey, he said, yeah. He said, a couple of years now, they're gonna be saying, yeah, Shay Gill hit that shot. Okay. He said, be quick with Now, in a couple of years from now, if you consistently hitting that shot, then yeah, you can't say that that's Shay Gildress taking that shot. But I'm not gonna lie, I can't remember the last time before that shot that I seen Shay Gildress hit a 45 footer. He said the camera's running on. Yeah, I bet they was. Flight. <laughs> the camera's running on, boy. But no. No, I don't think it's, it's not. It, no, nah, don't panic. I don't think it's time to panic. I don't think it's time. I think you just relax. Wait till the team get here. Give it to the All Star break. Okay, I'll give it to the All Star break. That's fair. Give it to the All Star break. See where they at. At the All Star break. If they fully healthy, that's the only time. That's the only way the the Lakers win a championship is if everybody is healthy. That's the only way. Oh, yeah, we knew that. Yeah. They need AD. They need all. They need them all. They need Dwight. them all. You can't lose Melo. You can't lose Kent Bazemore. I'm not a fan of Kent Bazemore. I think his minutes should go to Malik Monk. People not talking about how good Malik Monk is actually playing, but we'll, that's a topic for another day. Yeah, but, yeah. Malik Monk, you you were high on Malik Monk getting there. You want you feel like he needed some new scenery anyway. Yeah, getting out of, getting out of Charlotte. He needed structure. Yeah, like I said that Charlotte team, which is why I think, <clears throat> excuse me, they're all to a hot. Well, they five and four. <laughs> well, they were they were four and zero at one point, weren't they? Who the uh the the Hornets? Hornets. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were four. They were four and zero. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's gonna die down, and that's why I say, if Miles Bridges continues averaging twenty four and eight, that is not gonna be a good team. They are not gonna win games depending on Miles Bridges to give you twenty four points a game right now consistently. Now, if he starts to give you sixteen and sixteen and seven, sixteen and eight, that's gonna be a winning ball club. Now, to some people, that may confuse them. I say it like this. Certain players, okay, let me say like, Miles Bridges is not the best scorer on that team. They have other they have other scores they can go to, is what you're trying to say. Yeah. That will be more efficient. Correct, correct. You know what I'm saying? He, it's more like he's shot hunting right now. He's in, I'm not going to say he's shot hunting. He's in rhythm right now. But if he continues to play like this, like they started off 4-0, and now you 5-4. and so in your last five games, you one and four. But he's playing great. But now is that not now to be fair, is that now is that on him or is that on somebody else not doing their job? Players not playing defense. Yeah, How players aren't play, players aren't playing defense and he's one of them, he's one of the players. You know what I'm saying? Well they like his teammates in the games they lost is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Somebody could be getting broke off. They not playing defense. Yeah, they getting broke off. But he's that's what I'm saying, he's also Part of that because he's over he's overworking himself on the offensive end. Okay, okay, I see where you're coming from. But the thing is, most people don't know he's the best defensive player on that team. But he's not developed enough to be that two way in the two way player. 
Because when you think a two-way player, you got to realize how much go into being a two-way player. Exactly. Exactly. People so, so people so used to hearing that phrase that they kind of take it for granted. Being a two-way, that's why I'm saying, when we got Jimmy Butler, bro, I knew that was the perfect fit. Because for us to get a two-way player like that, we thrive with two-way players. D-Wade, two-way player. LeBron James, two-way player. Motherfucking Jimmy Butler, two-way player. Yeah. <laughs> See, I said, yeah, LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron defensively in Miami was a different breed. Another two-way player slept on Chris Bosh. Was definitely what? a two-way player. And you you think of Chris Bosh, like, it may not be like, because, you know, he played the post and all that, but when you look at his defense, he came he's came up defensively clutch in situations. Mm-hmm. And that's what slept on, because that block, like, the block in the finals. I feel like that's probably one of the most important moments, too, because you don't know what that shot could have been. Exactly. Shot could have been money. Exactly. So it's like for him to just say, you know what, we're not even going to go that route. You need <laughs> players like that. You need players. You do. You need players that you can count on like that in moments like that. Because that's the series Danny Green, Danny Green and Gary Neal wasn't missing. That's the glove. That's the glove series. I don't remember they wore them mm-hmm. bad gloves. But yeah, Danny Green should not be shooting like that with them shoes on. As long as Miles Bridges is averaging twenty plus, I mean twenty four and eight, they they not gonna they not gonna be a successful team. Mm. And like I said, that goes to what I be saying about players putting up good numbers on bad teams. He's he's definitely a good player, but twenty four and eight, not right now, not right now, not if you want to win. Because he's taking shots away from players that are more efficient, like Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Gordon Hayward. You know? Who else? Who else? Who, that's more efficient than um, Miles. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I'm paying on my mouth. Like, Terry, Terry, Terry Rozier is more efficient. He's a, and he's a better scorer. Yeah. Yeah, boy, Terry Rozier had a breakout season last year. So, I mean – you ain't lying. You, you spin fast. You spin fast. It, it's gonna it's gonna be tough for him to be the second leading scorer on the team, or try to be second leading scorer. Well, he might be first right now, actually. Yeah, he first. He might be leading. He might be leading the team in scoring. Averaging twenty four, leading the team in scoring. It's gonna be tough for them to be successful. Miles Bridge doing. Miles Bridges doing that. Exactly. Exactly. Because, like you said, you're gonna lose an aspect of his defensive, uh, his him, him being your defensive anchor when you need him to be because he's so using so much of his effort on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So, and the thing is, you still that's the thing, and you're still putting him on the other team's best player. You see how hard he's working on the offensive end. Like it's like you're trying to force him to be a two way player. Yeah, because we always like you. Gonna, if you gonna have, he gonna be a primary option. He does not need to be guarding the primary option of the other team. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you 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 killing yourself right there. Cause I'm pretty sure that that other star is not doing the same thing. He's not guarding Miles Bridges. He's not. He don't give a fuck about guarding Miles Bridges. He see yeah. Somebody somebody else get that. Like you were going back and forth with um, he was going back and forth with Jordan Poole, who's another player. I feel like he's not gonna keep that level. He's playing fantastic right now, but like I said, when Clay comes back, those shots are gonna get cut. I th- but I think I think with, with, with the Jordan Poole thing, I think people know his stats are gonna go down. But the fact that they feel like he can slide in and just be like this, maybe the six man, six man splash brother, basically. Like yeah, when they sit when they sit down, he can come in and get his get his production. We as obviously it's not gonna be to what he probably doing right now, but if he can just keep that efficiency, is really what they want. Yeah. If he can keep that efficiency, then they they're like cool. What you I was looking at, 
what I was looking at was he's not a he's not an efficient player right now as far as mm-hmm. scoring the ball. Now, what I will give him is I was looking at a stat earlier, and it was like the percentage of open shots that he gets. I think it was like um, 63%. 63% of his shots are open shots, which is uh, that's crazy. That's from being with Steph and Clay. And that's what I, I was like, bro, when you think about it, when you think about it, it's because he's on the floor with Stephen Curry, Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, Draymond Green. Not saying that you are the last option that people are worried about, but you probably fourth. I will put you offensively. I'll probably, I don't know. Okay, well, offensively, I'll put you over Draymond. Yeah, Draymond. <laughs> they said they ain't worried about Draymond ass offense. Yeah. So, but I'm saying when you come in, when you when Clay comes back, you go to the bench. Now you you in with players like who had backup point guard. Um, I think his name is Molden or something like that. Molder or something like that. He's the backup point guard. And basically you're in with players. You're not necessarily going to get an open shot. You're not – your percentage is going to go down a lot. Okay, and I get what you're saying. Once he, once, he, once he gets on the bench, he's going to be the primary person they, they're worried about exactly. offensively. I get what you're saying. Now, if he that's continues to score – Very good point. If he continues to score at that rate, then it's gonna be that's going to be crazy. That That's when you know he's legit. To me – that's when you prove you legit. I'm not saying you got to put in 16 to 20 a night. No. But if you can still be efficient and put in 14, 15 a night, then that's when you know that you're the real deal. Because, like, I'm not saying anybody. I'm not saying you can throw anybody in there and they can do what he's doing right now because you yeah. can't. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a lot tougher when you're in with players that's not named Steph Curry, that's not named – um, James Wiseman or Andrew Wiggins, it's going to be a lot tougher. Or even if when you come in with the bench, if you're on the floor with Andrew Wiggins, it's still going to be a lot tougher because he's not very much of a creator. Except for himself. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? His percentage, of, his percentage of open shots to be at 63 right now is crazy. Yes. He kind of like, he said he said he could feed, he's feeding off of what stuff is teaching him and stuff, exactly. you know, how to run off the ball. Kind of, and it's kind of crazy because, like, what he's doing over here in Golden State is exactly what I thought Affinity, Affinity Simmons was going to do in Portland. You know, I thought he was going to feed off of Damon CJ. Yeah. Become that perfect six man for that Portland team. But it has <laughs> not happened that way at all. Sad to say. Yeah. He is not going to be that guy. And I had hope for uh, Mr. Simmons. <laughs> Well, he well he did he win that dunk contest though. I think he did. Yeah. There you go. Another that player, um, Tyler Hero. What you thinking about him? You think he gonna keep up this level of play? Man, I hope so, man. I'm hoping so. It's looking like it's looking like he's he's looking like his his. I said I almost said freshman. His his rookie season stuff. When it comes to like he uh kind of bouncing back from that sophomore slump, mm-hmm. it seems like he's finally kind of finding that touch again. Uh, I just hope he keeps his consistency. That's the biggest thing. Cause you know, Tyler Hero is such a uh, streaky player. Exactly. So, and uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, you good. I was talking about this on Twitter with somebody the other day because you know he made the statement that he belongs in the conversation with um, what's his name, Trey Young and Luca, right? Mm-hmm. So what I was telling the guys, he was like, obviously I haven't been watching or whatever, but I'm like, I've seen this. 
it's not like Tyler Hero is showing us something that we didn't like we haven't seen. Because his past years, and I got the numbers right here. His rookie year, he started off first half of the season, he was averaging 13 points on 43% shooting, which is oh that's okay. And in the second half, he averaged 15, but it was on 38% shooting. So the efficiency went. So at that point, you're just taking shots. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Last year, he got hurt. but So that's why I was like, it's a little touchy on, this, on last year, but I was like, okay. So his second year in the league, the first half, he averaged 16 points. 16 points a game on 45% shooting. You can't knock that. For for his role on that team, you can't knock that. But then the second half, you giving me twelve points a game. Yeah, your percentage was higher, but it's you gave me twelve. That's a that's a significant drop off. It's not like people can say you got more more efficient, but you really just took less shots. Yeah, but I will say, uh, there was a lot going on last year in Miami with the, with COVID and injuries. Correct. But still, he still had a down year though. That's like, so like, like, he just hasn't showed it. Well, he hasn't showed that he he hasn't showed that he's on Luca and Trey Young's level. I, I I totally agree. And my thing with that, that, my thing is everybody can't average twenty nine and nine twenty yeah, or when Luca averaging 28, 28, 8, and eight, whatever the case may be. But my thing is he's a bench player for y'all. So if he comes off the bench, it consistently throughout the whole year gives me seventeen five and three, then. You can say he's in that conversation because the way that he's doing his role is next level. He's playing his role yeah. at a different level. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, if, if he could be consistent, if he could consistently do this this year, I know he's not going to sustain 20 points. I know it might fluctuate a little bit, go 16, whatever the case may be. If, if he can be 16 and up this year, that's consistent. You you have to take that. Then that's when you put yourself in that conversation with Trey Young and Luke because it's a consistency thing. It's a consistency thing. No, he's still not. He's still not conversation with Luke. But I'm just saying for his role, the way he plays his role, because nah. then you can you. But I'm saying you can make a case that he's the best bench player in the league. But okay, I get that. But even then, you're the best bench player. That don't mean you're in a conversation with LeBron. No, but I'm saying. No, but I'm saying as far as like. For his draft class, if he want to be in that conversation as the top players in that draft class, then it's going to be you. You have to excel at your role, just like Luke is excelling his role. Trey Young is excelling at his role. Okay, so yeah, from that same, okay, I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah. I thought, I'm, I'm thinking he's trying to play stuff like uh, like he should be like considered like Trey Young, oh, like no. Luca. That's what I thought he was talking like. If you saying like he wants to be known as one of the players from his draft class, and yeah, you just need to. Basically, play up, play up to your job, play either above or up to your, your draft slot. Exactly. What I'm saying, just excel at your role, and and that's just the thing. That's my biggest thing with him because he he can be a 20 point per game score. I'm not gonna lie to you. He he uh, he can be. He's showing you that right now. It's just a consistency thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can light it up. He'll light it up with a quickness. Yeah. So that's his shot creating is there. His shot creating is there. Definitely, and it's not a shot that he's. You can tell he's not scared of the moment. It's just a matter of shots falling, getting shots to fall. Keeping that consistency, keeping that consistency. That's so, all it is sometimes, man. That's all it is. So if he could, if he continues to do that, then he's fine. 
but I ain't gonna lie. I think I checked the back, box scores of the of the last game, and he had like, wait, well, yeah, not the last game. Yeah, it was the last game because I got your ass about the Celtics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he had like nine points and shot terrible. But the, I'm giving him a pass because the whole team played trash. No, the whole team did not play trash. Jimmy Butler had twenty. How much did he have? Only player, only player in the game that had twenty. Guys, score on the Boston Celtics at seventeen. <laughs> I think that was Jalen. <laughs> it was Jalen. That boy Jalen said, "Hey, Marcus, what's time? We gonna go pass the ball? All right, babe, we get out the ball." <laughs> yeah. So right now, yeah, Tyler, he averaging twenty six and four right now on forty five percent, on forty six percent shooting. Yeah. Through eight games, playing thirty one minutes. Just consistency thing. Just stay consistent. He can do that consistently. He come off the bench, but he be getting a lot of time. They they say it's not about who start the game, it's about who yeah, finish. About who, yeah, he get, he averaged thirty minutes. He averaged thirty minutes last year. Yeah, he get a lot of minutes for his. Like he definitely closes the game. He does mm-hmm. definitely in the closing lineup. So so yeah, we just hope he can keep that. Cause we ain't gonna lie, we and he is the season. He's averaging twenty six and four, bro. We gonna be a problem for sure. If Tyler Hero that, if that's what he's averaging, yeah, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be scary. But I'm especially, scared. I ain't gonna lie. Our dark horse, well, what people been sleeping on, we have not gotten Victor Oladipo back. Yeah. yeah. When we get Victor Oladipo back, bro, we don't need him to be scoring. He don't need to be our leading scorer. But him just defensively, bro. That's it. That's Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be scary seasons in South Beach, man. Scary seasons with his ability to score. Well, yeah, with his ability to score. He's still going to have that ability. And then he's not going to be like – everybody. he's not going to be the first option. So he's going to have some opportunities to get open shots. Yep. To get better opportunities, they have mismatches. So it's gonna, we're gonna have a lot. We're gonna have a, it's gonna, what's gonna be interesting is how he does, how Eric Spoelstra does our rotations. That's gonna be very interesting because he like he likes to play certain rotations. Like he likes to mix it up. So he gonna be he's gonna have a lot of players to he can play in different spots. And they can play very different. They can play they versatile. They can play different positions. So and he can mismatch it how he wants. One thing people not thinking about is when they talk about the Tyler Hero thing is. When Victor Adipo come back, they take shots away from Tyler. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did think about that. I thought about that. Yeah. I knew that, but it but it also depends on how he's hooping. Because if he's hooping, if he's balling, he if Victor Adipo comes back, he's not gonna take any shots from Tyler. Yeah, it's gonna be like okay, you got to kind of offensively, you got to fit in where you where you fit in. At. Yeah. Because I forgot y'all do got Kyle, so y'all don't need him no play point. Yeah, so like it's like I like, but that's how I feel like we play in general though, like. Whoever feeling it, feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're gonna let you we're gonna let you hoop. Everybody else gonna do their role. We're gonna play some defense. But as far as that, whoever having the, whoever having the best night, have at it. Yeah. So. But yeah, this season, man, it's all to a great start, man. It's interesting. And I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see what's gonna happen with it. For sure. We got a lot more to go. I can't wait to see the finish, bro. I'm ready for the playoffs. It's like we know, I know it's a while away, but it's just so much going on. I just can't wait because I want to see how my team do, honestly, because I'm having a good feeling. I'm not saying we're going to, we, we're the front runners, but if we, the East is wide open, I, I feel like right now. The East is wide open. Yeah. But this was a great episode. Great episode of, um, the Winter Circle Podcast. I was about to say the Hot Mike Podcast. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay tuned. I was about to say Hot Mike, but this is a great episode of the Winter Circle Podcast, man. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. 
joining us. Any questions, concerns, you don't agree with what we're saying? We talked about your favorite play. You don't like it? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Let us yeah. know. We got some choice of words for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, <laughs> but, man, y'all have a good day. We finna sign off for here. It's your boy, Greg. And your boy, Demo. And we out. <laughs>